Hi everyone, I'm Brune Smith and this is my podcast. Hello my friends. I know we're past the New Year's resolutions period, but today I wanted to share with you my ridiculously small reading goal in the hopes that some of you might cut yourself some slack. And also right off the bat, No one has to have a reading goal. It just happens to be one of the very few things I'm focusing on this year. Um, Those might be different for you. And that's how it should be. So to give you some context, I was never a big reader. I actually started reading more consistently when I was around 30 years old, about 10 years ago. I'm 39 now. Prior to that, the reason why I almost didn't read wasn't because I didn't see the enjoyment that a good book could bring. Quite the opposite, in fact. As a kid, I was hypervigilant. I remember having that feeling as early as primary school. The way that affected my propensity to read was I was consistently afraid that if I indulged in the pleasure of getting lost in a long-form story... I was at risk of not knowing if something really bad happened and that thing would have been my fault because I wouldn't have been there to keep it from happening. Quite a lot to bear on one's shoulders, especially as a child and teenager, but also really at any age. I also grew up to feel responsible for everyone's feelings, aka codependence, which when it came to books, had me ask myself, again as early as in primary school, what if I start reading a book and it's not the right one to read? Meaning, what if it's not the one that will get me to be liked or loved? But I did have to pass the tests and to be good in school to avoid being scolded at home. So I did read the books I had to read to pass the tests. And I would read them in a way that would help me retain information for the test and forget about it. Never in a way where I would even ask myself if I enjoyed the book or not. There was no room in my brain for that. Yeah, So even though from the outside, I did great in school, I went to business school, I did a postmaster's degree in political science, I had very limited literary culture. I had retained very little from reading those books in school. And in some ways, I still do have a very limited literary culture, at least when it comes to classical literature. But at the end of my 20s, I sort of turned a corner. I started taking better care of myself and valuing how I spent my time more. I started reading for pleasure a little. And then at 31, I lost my sister unexpectedly. I'll do an episode where I'll tell you more about that. I think it's important to talk about it. But today I want to focus on the subject of reading. I actually remember having a conversation with her just a day or two before she died, where I was telling her about this great book I'd just read called Wild by Cheryl Strayed. And I remember she said, right, isn't it a sad story? I said, well, 
part of it is, sure, but it's also gorgeous and powerful and full of hope. She said, doesn't the guy die at the end? And I said, oh, you're thinking of Into the Wild, which, yeah, the guy dies at the end. This one is different. It's a woman and she lives to tell her story. And we just laughed. After she died, books became a lifeline. With sudden death being taboo and all of my family members reacting differently to losing my sister, I felt stranded and incredibly alone in my hardship, in spite of being surrounded by amazing friends. Books became a place where I felt seen and held, where I found my people before I found my people. Movies, too. I started absorbing stories of loss and extreme life events differently. I started relating to those intensely, even if the situation was completely different from mine. I went back to Cheryl's trade and read Tiny Beautiful Things. All of the people who wrote to her and who she gives advice in, um, to whom she gives advice in that collection were in impossible, awful, extreme life situations. I related to them all in an embodied way. But I also felt held and understood by Cheryl because she also hadn't been through those situations that those people described to her. And yet, with her own lived experience, with her own hardships, she was able to say, I see you. And I can tell you a few words that I hope will be soothing. And they were. Two other books that helped me survive back then were All the Things We Never Knew by Sheila Hamilton and The Chronology of Water by Lydia Yuknevich. Side note, in an incredible, magical turn of events, for the last year and a half, I have been facilitating writing sessions for the writing center that Lydia Yuknevich created, which is called Corporeal Writing. Those sessions are free. If you want to come write in community, I'll pop the link in the show notes. Back to today and my writing goal. Last year, in a very post-pandemic, scatterbrained fashion, I started reading many books, and I finished reading two. One was a short novel I had to read for a book club, which I've since stopped going to in spite of the host being a wonderful friend of mine, because I don't want to read the books I don't want to read. And the other book was Becoming a Writer by Dorothea Brand, a fantastic read first published in 1934 that was also recommended to me by that same wonderful friend. The fact that I only finished two books alarmed me, not because it's too little per se, that would be subjective, but because I used to read more than that throughout my 30s, not a lot more, maybe between six and 10 each year, which you might be thinking is ridiculous if you're one of those super superhumans who read one or two books a week. Uh, but 
this year I decided to give myself a goal that would stretch me a little and demand of me that I really make an effort to take better care of my attention span. So this year I decided to read 12 books, one for every month. It doesn't have to be once a month, just one each month. It can, you, you get it. But my current life doesn't allow for more and it is still a bit of a stretch for me. And to help myself focus and truly retrain my brain to do longer bouts of reading, I started with one that's broken down into many very short numbered sections. It helps, so I recommend that, to choose if you have the same problem of focusing on reading and that's been hard to finish reading books. Um, I recommend choosing ones that, you know, are broken down into paragraphs and just smaller sections. The book I started reading and I'm very happy I finished reading already is called The Practice by Seth Godin. It's subtitled Shipping Creative Work and not only did I finish it pretty quickly, which was very satisfying, um, and highlighted every other sentence, but it was the coaching I needed to create this podcast. So I highly, highly recommend it. I'm, I love books on creativity um, and writing, obviously. Um, and this one like, is phenomenal. Do you have a reading goal? or something else you're focusing on these days besides reading, let me know. You can do that on Substack, either under this episode or by commenting on the next weekend, um, the next weekend newsletter. Uh, the link is in the show notes. You can also uh, that way interact with one another. I really want this to be a conversation more so than a monologue. Um, I want to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for listening. If you like this podcast and think other humans might like it too, please follow the podcast wherever you're listening. And if you can take 30 seconds in your busy day to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, I will be forever grateful. Until next time, my friends, let's do things differently.